we're seeing Envision mentioned in more RFPs and more RFQs, which is great to see. And I think that's just going to continue to increase over time as well. I'm Yoni Fushman. I'm Prab Banga. And welcome to the Road to Net Zero podcast. Acon Sustainability Podcast. So Prab, for a sustainability-focused podcast, we've we've managed quite a feat. We've gone two entire episodes without mentioning a single sustainability framework. And there's a lot of them out there. There certainly are. And so we're going to talk about one today. We're not going to talk about some of the ones that you might think in terms of SASB or TCFD or GRI. We're going to talk about one that's a lot more construction-focused, and it's also not lead. I don't know if we can call it new. It was introduced in August 2015. That's sort of the earliest article we found about it. Um, However, we've seen a a renewed focus around it. We're seeing a lot of our clients aligning to it. So we're going to be talking talking about Envision today. So we've seen Envision on some of our own projects. The Gordie Howe International Bridge is a very good example of an ACON project that was actually awarded with Envision Platinum. That really prompted our interest in the framework. So we we both took the Envision certification, became uh, uh, sustainability Envision sustainability professionals. I just see here in these notes that you wrote, Prab, that apparently I hold the record at Acon with my score. Yeah, just by one percent, though. I believe yours was ninety-eight, and I, I passed with ninety-seven percent. I'll take it. We won't we won't ask our guest uh, what her score was. So uh, speaking of our guest, so so uh, we thought that everybody would benefit from uh, hearing an expert's perspective on Envision. So today's speaker that we're very glad is with us today is Quinn McKenzie. Quinn is an Envision sustainability professional, trainer, and verifier, and a member of the Technical Envision Review Board. She's facilitated planning and design process for infrastructure projects across North America to enhance asset performance and resilience, and has consulted on the sustainable planning and design for over two dozen projects across North America, ranging in size from a million to almost five billion, including six Envision award-winning projects. So Quinn, welcome. Uh, Maybe if we could start with the basics, what is Envision and how did you first get involved with it? Thank you. Envision is a framework and a rating system for sustainable infrastructure. So um, unlike LEED, which has really made its focus on the buildings industry and then sort of spread out to some other types of projects as well, Envision was launched to be applied on all types and sizes of civil infrastructure projects. Um, And I say it's a framework and a rating system because it has 64 credits or indicators, which include sets of best practices across Um, the three pillars of sustainability, so environmental, social, and economic indicators, and then also indicators for climate change mitigation and climate change adaptation. Um, In addition to being able to use the framework uh, to enhance your project's performance, you can also have the project go through the rating system piece um, and receive an award if it decides to go through third-party verification. I first got involved with Envision in early 2014. So I think the pilot of Envision was actually launched in 2010. And so I got involved uh, once the pilot had been completed and, and we were working on full projects. My background is in environmental science and economics. And so I was really fascinated by the Canadian Environmental Assessment Act and the processes that projects had to go through for that. But I felt like it was a little bit lacking in some ways because even though it covered environmental elements under sustainability, the social and economic components seemed to be missing. And there still wasn't a lot in 
the industry for promoting um, climate efforts at the time either, whether it was, you know, to reduce emissions or to actually make projects more resilient to uh, climate change impacts. And so once I started using it, I couldn't, you know, couldn't put the genie back in the bottle. And so I became really interested in seeing how Envision could be applied on, on different projects I was using, whether it was a requirement from the client or not. You mentioned that Envision is is different than LEED as, you know, LEED really focuses on the built environment, whereas Envision is sort of the first set of sustainability standards we've seen for the construction phase of a project. So what are your thoughts on how you think Envision will sort of change sustainability and and construction and, and integrating sustainability into sort of the construction phase? That's a great point. And so the first two versions of Envision were actually focused on design indicators. And so that's why we're just starting to see Envision and the construction requirements, you know, come into the industry, because for a long time, it was really just focused on how far you could get with your design. And then in 2018, version three was launched, but it's it's taken some time for that to get fully adopted and integrated. And so right now, we're just starting to see the first version three projects go through the Envision process process with the set of construction best practices for sustainability. And so I think that one of the nice things is that Envision can be embedded into project requirements, so it's not always going to be seen as an add-on. And so because Envision is sort of forcing the hand of the construction industry to start thinking about these things, I think that you need to start somewhere. Eventually, they will become more common practice the same way things like LEED have become more common practice. It just takes time. And when you're talking about a construction, you know, construction on a, on a major project, things aren't going to change overnight, but at least having a standard will start to push the fold. So what trends are you seeing? Are you seeing it um, pick up steam? So Envision was launched originally in the United States, but has always been meant to be applied, you know, across North America. And so in Canada, we actually have 13 projects that have gone through um, Envision verification. And so it's definitely becoming more and more common in Canada. There are a lot of big Canadian players, so um, infrastructure owners, such as municipalities, ports, um, educational institutions that have formally adopted Envision. Some examples of that are you know, Vancouver Fraser Port Authority, Halifax Port Authority, City of Red Deer, City of Montreal, Hydro-Quebec, Metro Vancouver, Town of Okotoks, British Columbia Institute of Technology, even the Town of Innisfil in Ontario. And so there's lots of different organizations that have formally adopted the framework. And that number in Canada just seems to be going up every year. The major trends that I see are organizations looking at Envision as a way that they can improve not just one project, but their entire portfolio. So because it's it's such a holistic framework, you can use it on all types of infrastructure. Municipalities like it because they can use it on their roads. They can use it on their uh, multi-use pathway projects, community developments. Uh, wastewater treatment. You can use it on anything like that. So having one set of best practices that you can integrate into your organization has been a pretty common approach I've seen. And then also just having it written into procurement documentation. We're seeing Envision mentioned in more RFPs and more RFQs, which is great to see. And I think that's just going to continue to increase over time as well. Yeah, so that leads me to my next question. You mentioned um, it being more integrated into RFPs. But one of the challenges we definitely see when it comes to integrating sustainability is that, you know, it's really only evaluated at 1% to 2%, which makes it really challenging to sort of be innovative in that space. So do you see Envision playing a role? in changing the way project owners and developers give value to sustainability in RFPs? 
that's definitely a challenge. It's a challenge when we're writing the RFPs as well, because, you know, we don't want to overly weight sustainability and then have concerns about cost further down the road. So when working with clients, it's something that we've had to balance. I think Envision might be a little bit easier to, to integrate into bids than other frameworks. And I say that because um, so much work is done during design for Envision. So, you know, most of the points that you can get under the framework, most of the best practices are design related. And so being able to fully embed that throughout design is absolutely critical. So to be honest, by the time a project gets to construction procurement, there should be many, many sustainability indicators already embedded into that design that's being priced rather than it being pulled out as a separate line item. Although we can't fully avoid having innovation be given a certain percentage or having additional sustainability be given certain percentages when we're evaluating bids, including things like having a multi-use pathway, for example, added to a roadway project or having very specific um, plantings for a project that promotes uh, native species and reduction of invasives, reduced fertilizer use. Those kind of things should be embedded in design. And so in that sense, all of the all of the construction proponents should be pricing the same thing. And so I think as we move more towards um, embedding these things into a design rather than requiring the contractor to come up with brand new innovation uh, during the construction phase. I think we're not only going to get more cost effective projects, but it's going to level the playing field and move the industry even more so if everybody has to price the same thing. You mentioned a couple of specific examples. You just said uh, multi-use pathway, um, doing things to reduce fertilizers. Can you give us some other examples of some some tangible results of putting a project through the Envision lens and, and maybe some some specific innovations that came out of that? Absolutely. Um, some of my favorite projects to work on are projects that use byproduct synergies. So basically taking a waste source and turning it into a viable input into something else, into another process. And so wastewater treatment plants seem to be one of those great examples where you have a lot of byproducts. People usually traditionally have thought of it as waste. And so now we're seeing more and more that that's getting integrated and used in a meaningful way. And so a project that I'm currently working on is the North Shore Wastewater Treatment Plants project here in Metro Vancouver. And the project has, you know, has had sustainability targets set from early on and really focused on how, how we can use byproducts. And so one thing that we're doing on that project is recovering heat from the wastewater treatment process uh, to use as an alternative thermal energy source uh, for a nearby community. And then we're also looking at harvesting of rainwater and reclamation of treated effluent water to use within the operations in the plant uh, for non-potable uses. So being able to do that is really cool because not only are you putting less strain on your grid um, and on your water infrastructure within the community, but you're also basically taking something that would have otherwise just gone to waste. And then another wastewater treatment project that I worked on in California actually converted the biosolids from the wastewater treatment process into organic grade fertilizer. So that was also kind of cool. So I just think how we can flip things sort of upside down and think, okay, that was a waste product, but how can we use it? Um, to save money, to be more efficient, more effective. Um, I think that's where, you know, real sustainability and, and innovative thinking comes in. Yeah, that's really cool. So, you know, just moving forward, like, what do you think the future is of Envision in, in North America? Do you ever see it being mandatory or integrated into regulation as we've seen with LEED amongst some governments? Yeah, I think uh, there actually are a 
couple uh, municipalities and infrastructure owners that are requiring Envision for all their projects, and we're seeing that requirement come through in the procurement process. Um, but we also have seen the recent launch of Envision Canada, which is a collaboration between the Institute for Sustainable Infrastructure and the Canadian Society of Civil Engineers. So earlier this year, they came together, the CSCE formally adopted Envision, and they have a new um, informational service called Envision Canada, which is a website with um, information on how to apply Envision in Canada. Uh, and all of the rates for, for projects are now available in Canadian dollars as well. And so that's been pretty cool. And I think just demonstrates how the demand for this rating system in Canada has been increasing over time. Um, Envision's also being referenced by Infrastructure Canada uh, as a recommended sustainability framework for infrastructure delivery. And so we're seeing these government organizations um, adopt Envision, uh, encourage the use of Envision. Um, and so I think the trend is only just going to keep increasing. I think that it'll also be something that uh, as we get more information from the construction industry on the cost premiums for incorporating sustainability, it'll become more normalized and we'll, we'll continue to see it grow. I mean, some of the challenges with infrastructure are that they have longer timeframes. So we might not see the industry change as quickly as the industry for sustainable buildings did just because you know, you can start a project, an infrastructure project, and it won't be done for 10 years or 20 years. So those lessons learned might take longer to be captured, but I definitely think we're still going to see more and more implementation of Envision here. Great. Thank you so much, Quinn. Those are really great insights in terms of where Envision is headed in, in sort of the North American market. And, um, you know, thank you so much for, for coming in today. As a sustainability professional, I'm personally really excited about Envision because, you know, although there's many sustainability frameworks out there, this one's exciting because it, it provides sort of a standardization for the construction industry. And, and also what I found is it it's really brings people together to work on integrating sustainability. It's a very collaborative approach to think about sustainability in the construction phase of a project. Yeah, thanks, Quinn. And I'm looking forward to the mics going off so you can share your score with us. Thanks so much, Prab. Thanks, Yanni. This has been great. Pleasure. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Acon Group Inc. for more updates and teasers about upcoming episodes. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Google, or Spotify podcasts. Until next time, thanks for listening to our Road to Net Zero podcast.